Duchess is convinced that Jacob kidnapped Victor, who is now Avram. The Duchess reports Jacob to the authorities and has Jacob arrested. It's not good for Jacob or the Jewish people. It's the night before the trial. Avram decides to go for a walk and meets up with the real kidnapper, Katrina, the bitter and forgotten Katrina. Avram desperately is trying to convince her to come and testify in court that Jacob is innocent of the crime. But suddenly, she is hit by a wagon and receives life-threatening injuries. And now get ready for the conclusion of the twins. Abraham and the wagon driver get Katrina into the wagon and race to the hospital where she is immediately attended to. Avram is anxiously waiting in the waiting room for any news. He must talk to her. The doctor suddenly emerges from the room. Oh, please call for Father Redford. The woman is dying. Last chance to speak to her. Avram jumps out of his chair and quietly enters the room. Yes, can I help you? I'm attending a dying woman. I need to speak to her. I need to speak to Katrina. Are you a family member? We go back many years. Sorry, family members only. Where is Father Redford? This woman has not much time left. Please, it's a matter of life and death. Only my patience. Life and death matters. Please leave. I will have to call security. John, is that you? I need you. There's a voice from the back of the door. Herr Doctor, there's no reason for this. Please allow the young man to comfort the dying woman. Oh, Father Redford, you're here. All right, very well, but make it brief. John, is that you? It's me, Victor. Please repeat what you told me at the forest. Tell me how you kidnapped me, Victor, the Lancaster baby. Father Redford and Dr. Schmidt were completely caught off guard. This young Jewish man is the kidnapped Lancaster baby? I won't. I don't remember. Jacob, my father, is accused of the kidnapping. He will hang if he's found guilty. Please help us. I don't care. I had a bit of life. Nobody cared for me. Katrina, you have not long to live. We on this earth cannot trouble you any longer. But a kind and compassionate creator is waiting in heaven to receive you. Confess now. Confess to whatever you have done. Don't go up to heaven with sins. And the all-merciful one will forgive you. Katrina begins to sob. All right, then. The truth it is. Avram looks at the priest and the doctor. Please listen. I will need you as witnesses to what Katrina is about to say. John, John, you were supposed to marry me. Yes, I did kidnap your baby to get revenge. Place the baby in a doorstep somewhere in London. Don't really know where. Oh, please, Lord, forgive me, for I have sinned. The priest looked over 
Don't worry, my dear. The Lord accepts all confessions. Katrina closed her eyes. She now had found her peace. Please, doctor and Father Redford, you heard the confession. Everyone thinks that it was Jacob who kidnapped me. He is innocent. Please testify in court that Katrina confessed to the kidnapping. Her doctor and I are both servants to protect and uphold the sanctity of life. We will come to testify. Finally, it was the day of the trial. There was an enormous crowd outside the courthouse. It was as if the whole town was there. Inside the courthouse, it was standing room only. There was great anticipation and intrigue to hear every detail of this infamous, nefarious crime. And much fear and apprehension among the Jews for what so far looked like a guilty verdict. The prosecutor, Sir James Knightley, presented a very clear case that Jacob should be found guilty of kidnapping the Lancaster baby. And in summation, Victor, being raised in Jacob's home all these 18 years, only points to Jacob as the kidnapper of the poor boy, bringing great sorrow and grief to the Lancasters. I rest my case. Very good, Counselor. Will the hands call up their witnesses? Jacob's lawyer, Mr. Sutherland, called up Father Redford and Dr. Schmidt. The highly and respected men testified of Katrina's confession. Everyone in the court was so convinced that Jacob was guilty. However, this new eyewitness testimony by highly respected individuals caused a stir in the courtroom. All in a court. Meanwhile, Jacob and Avram exchanged nods with Mr. Sutherland. Avram thought to himself, Baruch Hashem, I found Katrina. Suddenly, the prosecutor objected. You cannot be serious and expect the court to believe a confession of a crazed, delusional, homeless lady? I think not. Furthermore, there are no witnesses that Katrina was anywhere near the castle on the night of the kidnapping. Once again, there was commotion in the courtroom. Yes, yes, Good point. Order in the court, order in the court. Mrs. Sutherland, do you have any more witnesses to call up? Avram, Jacob, and the lawyer were startled, shaken, that the testimony of Katrina's confession was effectively ruined by the prosecutor's clever objection. The lawyer was thinking to himself, Now what do I do? Oh, counselor, do you have any witnesses to call up? Mr. Sutherland thought the case is lost. He spoke up. The defense has no more. Henry? The assistant suddenly thrust a note into his hand. What's this? Mr. Sutherland quickly reads the note, looks up at Avram and Jacob with wide open eyes. He shakes his head, not knowing how to deal with this new information. 
The judge is impatient. Well, Mr. Sutherland. The lawyer looked at the note. I have nothing to lose. The defense has another witness. Amanda Holmesby. Please come to the witness stand. State your name and occupation, madam. My name is Amanda Holmesby. I'm a pastry chef at Bakewell's Bake Shop for the last 20 years. I'm also single. Oh, uh, thank you for that piece of information, madam. Um, uh, where were you on the night of the kidnapping? I was at the Lancaster's party celebrating the birth of the twins. Uh, do you have people who can testify to this? Why, of course. Samantha, Gigi, and Bupsy were all there with me. Wait to everybody, girls. Oh, this is so exciting. We were all invited because we were close friends to the Duchess, Maria's mother. Sutherland was now more confident. Did you perchance see Katrina at the party? She never sat at our table, but Bubsy pointed out to us a hooded woman scampering through the party. When her hood fell back, it was Katrina. We all yelled, Katrina, come over to the table. Why, what happened next? Why, she ignored us and ran outside. Did you see where she ran off to? She ran into a wagon, pretty expensive for the likes of us, and she yells to the driver, go, go, go. Very important. Listen carefully. This is very important. Was she holding on to anything? Why, yes, a bag, a very full bag. Bubsy thought Katrina packed food for the pa- from the party and ran home to her family. But that's not what it was, was it? The prosecutor tried to discredit this witness, too. I object, Your Honor. Witnesses only answer questions, not make conclusions. You are under oath, madam. Are you in any way related or know the defendant or his family? You are telling the court lies in order to protect this defendant. I don't know him at all. We all don't. We came to the court because we wanted to see justice for the Lancasters and the baby. When you said that there were no witnesses... That Katrina was at the party. Bubsy and Gigi made me summon the handsome assistant. Are you single? Hold in the court. Hold in the court. (laughs) Mr. Sutherland was stunned because of this surprise witness. The case was lost, but suddenly in a blink of an eye, victory seemed at hand. Avram and Yaakov were squeezing each other's hands as he realized their question was answered. May I and Yovo Ezri... Where is our help going to come from? Ezri Mayim Hashem. The miracle just came from Hashem. A half an hour later, the judge reappeared from his chambers. Bring up the defendant, Jacob. Yes, Jacob. Uh, the court finds you not guilty of the crime of kidnapping. The Lancaster baby. You're free to go. The courtroom erupted. Everyone was genuinely astounded by the sudden victory for the defendant. The Jews ran to the shul where they celebrated with Jacob and Avraham. Everyone was happy. Even Amanda Holmesby received a few requests for her hand in marriage. Maria is very upset. The next morning, she goes to the church to meet up with the Reverend Murphy. Maria's pacing back and forth. 
That scoundrel Katrina kidnapped my Victor. It's infuriating, humiliating that such a low character could bring so much grief to our family. Oh, but Maria, my daughter, you now have peace of mind. Victor is alive. You've discovered him. You told me that he'll promise to pay you visitations. You now have an opportunity to forge a new relationship with your son. But he's a Jew, Reverend. It's a disgrace to the Lancasters. Let it be, Maria. He'll come to the castle. He'll meet the family. He'll walk around, become comfortable. And before you know it, he'll come around. You'll see. No! I've suffered enough grief and humiliation. I want my Victor back, not as a Jew. Reverend Murphy, order Victor to the church and change him. All right, Maria, I'll order him to the church. I'll have a long talk with the boy. I'm sure he'll come around. You'll see. That afternoon, ominous visitors came to the home of Jacob and Hannah. I have been ordered by the church to bring Victor to Reverend Murphy. Here is the decree. What's what's this all about, Father? It must be Maria behind this. What do you mean? I don't understand. You told Maria you would visit, even move into the castle. But to Maria, that's not enough for her. She's ordering the church to convert you. That's what this is all about. She wants you to become a Christian. Well then, I'm not going to the church. You have no choice. You have been ordered to come to the church with me. You must come right now. Well, there's nothing that you could do or say to me that will make me change my mind. I will always be a Jew. The church is very powerful, my son. You can't say no to them. But for now, go along. We'll get help. We'll dive into a sham. We'll, we'll... You must come along right now. Abraham was brought to the church. Every day, Father Murphy would talk to Abraham. Victor, Victor, you know your mother really loves you. Follow in the footsteps of your ancestors. That's all she wants. Follow in the footsteps of your ancestors to accept the true religion of peace and love. But, Father, not to be disrespectful, your religion of peace and love massacred hundreds and thousands of Jews. I don't see any peace or love in your religion. Jacob followed the wagon to the church. He walked over to the familiar guard. Please, please, can you tell me what's been happening to my son? Stay away. Let this be a warning. If you approach again, you would be forcefully removed. But how much money do you make as a guard? The insolence. Are you trying to bribe a church guard? What? Why, I'll triple your wages. Just tell me about my son. Make it four times. Okay. Your son is stubborn. 
and refuses to listen to Father Murphy. That's all I could tell you now. I, I've been talking to the boy for a number of days, Maria, questioning him, inspiring him, encouraging the boy to become a devout Christian. Well, he's very stubborn, I must say. He does not care about power, wealth, or becoming a Christian. I won't accept this. You must use forceful means. Torture, Maria? We don't do those things here. Get someone who will use forceful means. Are you willing to have your son possibly tortured to bring him back to Christianity, Maria? No, I mean, I want my Victor back as a Christian. I've waited too long, whatever it takes, Father. Well, Father Antonio from Spain is a man who has his ways with stubborn people. I'll summon for him. This time I have bad news and good news. The bad news, Maria, ordered Father Murphy to torture the boy. But Father Murphy refused. He doesn't do torture. Well, that's good news. Uh, isn't that good news? Father Murphy agreed to help Maria by summoning Father Antonio from Spain. Father Antonio? He has a reputation of dealing with stubborn people. He, he uses torture? Well, well, why? That's bad news. No, that's good news. Maria wants to torture her own son? Uh, that's really bad news. It will be an honor to see Father Antonio, as this would be his first trip to England. By the way, my money, my good father. Jacob quickly returned home. His mind was racing. How can he save Avram from Maria's plan to bring in the notorious Father Antonio? We have to take action. We must take action. Jacob gives short details of his daring plan. It's very risky, Jacob. I know, I know, but with Hashem's help, it'll work. We just can't let the church hurt our boy and ruin our lives. We must take action. It took a day to sail from Spain to England. The wagon was now traveling on the road that led to the church. Suddenly, a woman charges out of the forest and runs in front of the wagon, waiting for the driver to stop. The wagon driver pulls on his reins. She's yelling, emergency, and runs to the window of the carriage. And she pleads, please, father, come and bless my dear husband. He's on his deathbed. Go away. I'm on a holy mission. Get someone else from the local church. But everyone knows you are the holiest. People have heard about you. And... and, and I prepared money for you, please. He's on his deathbed dying. Well, you prepared money. In that case, driver, wait here. Father Antonio walks out of the carriage, 
puts the hood over his head. He follows the woman to her home in the woods. In the distance, you could hear voices singing. And then about 15 minutes later, Father Antonio returns to the wagon. And he yells to the driver, Vamos! Let's go! The carriage arrived at the church 10 minutes later. Maria and Father Murphy are outside, welcoming Father Antonio. Ay, welcome, Father. An honor to finally meet you. I hope your travel was easy and peaceful. See, see, yes. You are probably tired and need rest. And refreshments. I am on a mission from God the Lord. No rest or eating until my mission is completed. Please take me to the boy. Avram is looking out the window, watching the arrival of Father Antonio. Father Murphy pleaded with Avram to reconsider and to become a Christian because Father Antonio was ruthless, torturing people, especially Jews, to convert. Avram declared, no matter what, I will remain loyal to my faith and to Hashem. Avram could now hear the footsteps of people walking up the spiral staircase. Avram was afraid and getting dizzy just thinking of that staircase and to the unknown horrors planned for him by Father Antonio. Feeling faint, Avram fell back to sit on the sofa and with tears trickling down his cheeks, he began to pray to Hashem. Everyone was now by the door. Maria spoke up. Please, Father Antonio, I know of your very successful reputation. However, if possible, to be a bit gentle on my son and not to cause too much pain. It is holy pain. If you want gentle with no results... Use Father Murphy. If you want your boy to become a Christian, you must have faith in my work. Yes, 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 Holy Father. I I want my son back. Uh, Shall I uh, come and assist you inside the room, Father? No. No one enters the room but me. We must make a spiritual connection with no distractions. I warn you, all of you, no one enters the room, no matter what you hear. Everyone just nodded their heads. Father Antonio picked up his bag and entered the room. Are you sure, Maria? You don't want to change your mind. It will be over soon, Father, and I'll have my Victor back. But I have to leave. I can't stay. I could not bear to hear what will happen inside that room. I think I'll join you, Maria. I could not bear it either. Father Antonio walked to the window. Aram had his eyes closed, and he was trying to ignore him. Suddenly, Father Antonio lunged at Avram and put his hands over Avram's mouth with a tight grip. Leave me alone, leave me alone, monster. Avram could hardly breathe. Suddenly, the grip was relaxed. 
Father Antonio shook his head and motioned for silence. What's going on? He's crazy! As Father Antonio continued to motion for silence, he slowly removed the hood from his head. Avram couldn't believe it and whispered, Father! Shh! The real Father Antonio was tied up in a cabin in the woods. We made him believe that he was blessing a dying man. We got him out of the carriage. We tied him up, and I put on his robes. But but they'll hear you. They'll, they'll figure out that it's not Father Antonio. The guard told me that no one really knows Father Antonio because he's never been to England before. That's how I got the idea. Listen, we have to act quickly because they couldn't figure things out. For the next half hour, I'll pretend that I'm going to beat you up and whip you. You will scream in horror and and beg for mercy. Uh, By the way, uh, Mother sent you your favorite cookies. For the next 25 minutes, it was nonstop yelling, screaming, whipping sounds. Turned over furniture, breaking glass. It even alarmed the guards. I think that priest is going to kill that boy. It suddenly became very quiet. Then the door opened. Father Antonio appeared at the door. He addressed the guards. Summon the Duchess and Father Murphy. We have an issue. Father Murphy and Maria were told about the violent ordeal, and now they ran up the stairs. They were very concerned. What was the issue? I hope my son is okay. Victor is very stubborn. I will have to bring him to the woods. You, you can't take him. I won't let you. Jacob wasn't prepared for this. He closed his eyes. I'm... I received a divine message from heaven that there is a small lake nearby. Yes, yes, there is. The boy will bathe with special powder from Jerusalem. I will say prayers that will attract the fiery angels of the woods. And together, we will bring Victor back. Why, certainly, as long as it's not painful, we'll do it. We'll come along with the guards. They were now all downstairs at the carriage. To tell you the truth, Father Antonio, I've never heard of the angels of the woods. Avram got into the carriage. He could sense that Bechazle Hashem, Jacob's plan, was really going to work. Suddenly, the main guard walked over to Jacob and whispered, I know who you are, Jew. How did you figure it out? I'm trained to observe. You have a limp with your left leg. If you reveal my identity, then I will have to tell them that you helped me with information to get in. I will deny it. They will believe me over a Jew. Maybe but they will always be suspicious of you. You will lose your credibility and rank. Is there a problem, guard? Father Antonio? I left a bag upstairs with plenty of valuables. It's yours. Why take the chance 
of ruining your reputation. God is there an issue? No. I was asking the good father for a blessing for my ill grandfather. The carriage finally came to a stop. Everyone gets off the wagon except for Maria. She was beginning to feel guilty about putting Victor through this ordeal. The angels will not reveal themselves to a crowd. It can only be me and the boy. Everyone else must stay here. Bashful angels, Father Antonio. Now come, come. Father Murphy, one day I will teach you the mystical teachings of the early church fathers of Egypt. But right now, we must hurry. I feel it. The boy is ready to accept the Lord. Let's go. Avram and Jacob ran to the forest until they got to another road where a wagon with Hannah was waiting for them. Father, what valuables were in the bag that you left for the guard? You left over mother's cookies and a pastrami sandwich. Certainly valuables, Father. A few hours went by. Where did it go off to? Oh, perhaps the angels are accumulate. Guards, go into the forest and see what's going on. Reverend, there in the distance, look. A man in his underwear was yelling and running towards them. The mysterious man revealed his identity as the real father Antonio from Spain. He showed his painful bump on his head. By the time he finished explaining what had happened to him, Jacob, Hannah, and Abraham were Baruch Hashem well on their way to a ship that would take them to safety in Amsterdam. This concludes the story of the twins. <laughs> <laughs>